Hello, I am Jules Hamilton and this is what you could call keeping it good solo. This is just me rambling and having some thoughts for a while. We are really enjoying the second series of Keeping It Good, the Good Summer podcast. If you haven't listened to them yet, please do go back and just marvel at some of the insights uh, of, you know, international rugby players. And, and uh, you know, I think that that one's getting so much listening. But, but also the last one before me, Martin McAleese, who... Uh, was just incredible in some of the things uh, that he shared about and Ivana Bacic who we didn't know whenever we talked to her was going to actually be leader um, of the Labour Party and, and Anne Nolan as well talking about global health and how really there's so much good going on in the fight against AIDS in the need for global vaccines but how we're not picking it up and there's still so much more to be done so yeah go back and listen and you know what whenever you have listened to those just go back and get into series one there are so many thoughts and stories and we hope inspiration through these podcasts uh, that we're just taking a little bit of a, a break this is just me now and I'm actually in the midst of transition in life at this point in time and we're in May 2022 for all the historians who in 600 years will pick up this podcast you are so welcome but we're in May 2022 and I'm finishing off after 14 years of working in Trinity College Dublin for the Methodist Church I'm about to come back to Northern Ireland Uh, I got married a while ago to a wonderful wife and I've got three amazing stepchildren those daughters are, are just class and stretch and challenge me and change me in so many ways so we're getting ready to move to to be uh to be a minister like a real minister uh it's, it's really exciting it's 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 an incredible time of change and transition and newness and with all of those things going on i'm like well what's good where's the good where's the goodness to be captured to be captivated by to hold out to others we're in the midst of this really big and really cool transition and change it you know where where can i capture bits of it can i can i give you a good memory Uh, when i think of trinity college and all the people that i've met there over the years there are a few that just for funny reasons stand out not everyone can say that they had a brief little chat with Patrick Stewart, Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. I remember walking past the GMB building in Trinity and there was a bit of a, you know, a bit of hustle, a, a bit of a bustle, a bit of excitement. And I was like, all right, what's going on in there? And somebody went, Patrick Stewart is speaking You could not have seen me for dust. I was straight into the back, used my admittedly privileged position as chaplain to say, university chaplain, let me in, let me in, you know, in case there's a pastoral emergency for Patrick Stewart. You you know what I mean? So I was listening and he was just fantastic. And it was incredible to see this great Shakespearean actor who became the life and soul uh, of 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 the Star Trek universe, in my opinion, there is no greater captain than Captain Jean Luc Picard. 
open, of course, to debate. Just not with me. Jean-Luc Picard is the man. And Jean-Luc Picard was standing right in front of me. And so I asked him a question publicly about... I actually asked him about ethics and, and, and about any kind of spiritual rules that he's had. And he... Do you know what? I'll just tell you. I, I took my moment. I was like, Patrick, it's lovely to meet you. I remember some episodes of The Next Generation where you meet Q. And in one of them, you kind of die and you almost kind of go to heaven. And, and everybody laughed at me and so did he. He kind of shook his head going, ah. But the point was, I then asked him, have you, have, you, have you played any really difficult spiritual rules? And without missing the beat, he just looks at me and he goes, Macbeth and he goes on to talk about how reaching into the depths of himself night after night to go to the darkness to go to those shadows to go to those places uh, of what we are capable of in our worst moments as humans and he just said so demanding so demanding it's kind of nice really that the most difficult and soul difficult role that Patrick Stewart told me he'd ever played was was Macbeth I, I think the darkness robs us it steals life it steals soul it takes things away from us so it's a memory that reminds me to look for the good to see what can happen. Where is the hope? Where is the joy? Where is the possibility of all that is to come? You know that in terms of the common good, friends, let me just kind of give you some thoughts on common good. You know, writers and philosophers, the ancient and modern, they point us towards realities that common good is witnessed actualities of goodness. You know, goodness as actions that we take for or on behalf of those around us, there is such a deep reciprocal nature within goodness. In other words, it's not about me, it's about us. That's a great thing to remember in batting back the shadows, in making the shadows come to the light and helping them disappear. It's not about me, it's about us. But you know what? I think, podcast friends and listeners, I think you know this. We do know this in a good summit. Like, there are people who I have come across in life, and I totally call them good people. And, you know, I'm thinking of a friend who regularly, um, like, cooks literally dozens of Christmas cakes for other friends. It's not just a Christmas cake. Like, she regularly gives dozens away. She regularly gives uh, to, uh, to her friends and family. And she regularly gives real simple actions of kindness, of generosity. Or I'm, I'm thinking of another friend who actually won't speak ill of somebody else. Like, even in the face of someone's complete incompetence not that you would ever meet anybody like that of course but speaking in the face of incompetence or their being on the receiving end of offensive word or actions this friend of mine seems to be able to just take a step back and refuse negativity she's calm she is centered she is good do you know what i've here's another one I can think of another friend who will always call me when he knows that things are rough in life moments of anxiety 
moments of loss. They're always accompanied by messages from him and from a conversation. And his ability to sit with me in non-judgment, it's just a gift. He's generous. He's available and he's good. These actions, these actions that I'm experiencing from friends, generosity, understanding, peace, peaceful actions, these actually are the things that call me toward a higher standard of living for myself. So when I experience positive affirmation and action, I find myself wanting to give positive affirmation and action. This podcast is proudly supported by the amazing folks at Thought Collective, a team of designers and developers who create brands and digital products to captivate the crowd and communicate effectively. They make the Good Summit look great. Check them out at www.thoughtcollective.com. quick confession the opposite is true and it it is hard to confess but you know it's just you and me chatting here but i suppose i i've promised honesty in these podcast conversations but when i experience negativity malice bitchiness and pettiness i carry those things with me um and i maybe let them out quicker than i want to I'm getting older and I'm maybe, maybe getting better at catching it. But I got a lot of practice to go. So sometimes when I find myself being snappish with a colleague or about a colleague, not that that would ever happen, of course, you know, or maybe being impatient with one of those amazing stepdaughters I told you about. Maybe if I can catch myself in time, I can take a breath and say, hey, is this who I want to be? Sometimes it works. Sometimes, too often, the uh, the negativity probably escalates and I just get into a spiral of pettiness and my own doggone rightness. You know, because obviously, obviously I'm right. <laughs> yeah, right. Somehow, somehow it just happens that these moments seem to happen when I have actually been surrounded by the pettiness that I am therefore exuding and I get caught in my own doggone rightness when I'm surrounded by others who are just doggone right. Friends, what we grow in ourselves goes from ourselves into the world. I know I am a better human when you are a better human with me. I know when I receive patience and understanding, laughter, comradeship, joy and peace, when I get these things from you, I am much more likely to keep patience, understanding, laughter, comradeship, joy and peace flowing into the world from me. It ain't rocket science, but it's also not easy, however true. Listen, do you want to see the world be a more patient place? Put some patience into it. Do you want to see the world be a more generous place? 
put generosity into it. Do you want to see the world be a more understanding place? Oh my goodness. Please put some understanding into it. You want to see the world be a more loving place? Put love into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to see the world be a more good place? Put goodness into it. Friends, the more good you put into the world, the more good therefore exists in the world. And the more good will return to you. In the words of the Islamic mystic Rumi, what you seek is seeking you. Here's a story. A beautiful story that I'm sure probably has has a form in many countries but it it goes something like this there was a businessman who was sitting by a beach in a small brazilian village uh, and he saw as he sat there as a fisherman rowing a small boat towards the shore having caught quite a few big fish the businessman was really impressed and so he asked how long does it take you to catch so many fish the fisherman replied oh just a short while then Why don't you stay longer at sea and catch even more? The businessman was astonished. Well, this is enough to feed my whole family, the fisherman said. The businessman then asked, So what are you going to do for the rest of the day? The fisherman replied, Well, I usually wake up early in the morning. I go out to the sea. I catch a few fish. Then I go back and I play with my kids. In the afternoon I take a nap with my wife and the evening comes I join my buddies in the village for a drink and we play guitar, we sing, we dance throughout the night. The businessman offered a suggestion to the fisherman. Do you know, I'm actually a PhD in business management and I could help you become more successful. From now on you should spend more time at sea and try to catch as many fish as possible. When you have saved enough money, you could buy a bigger boat and catch even more fish. Soon you will be able to afford to buy more boats, set up your own company, your own production plant for canned food and distribution network. And by then you will have moved out of this village and to Sao Paulo where you can set up headquarters to manage your other branches. The fisherman continued. And after that? The businessman laughed and said, After that, you can live like a king in your own house. And when the time is right, you can go public and float your shares on the stock exchange. And you will be rich. The fisherman asked. And after that? The businessman says, After that, you can finally retire. You can move to a house by the fishing village, wake up early in the morning, catch a few fish, then return home to play with your kids, have a nice afternoon nap with your wife, and when the evening comes, you can join your buddies for a drink, play the guitar, sing and dance throughout the night. The fisherman looked at him. Isn't that what I'm doing now? Friends, what you put into the world matters. Live. Do good. Let's go back to Picard to finish. Because 
The notion that good is what you do rather than who you are carries much weight in the conversation on common good. And wouldn't it be fabulous uh, to be the leader of a family or a community or a country and simply be able to do what the great Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise used to do, Patrick Stewart himself. You see, time and time again, Picard would face a crisis situation that demanded input from the crew and he would listen to all voices, he'd gauge the wisest action to go forward and he would set it in action with a phrase that has become famous, make it so. It's become a classic TV phrase and it's one that I know completely relates to the common good. If you want the world to be a better place what you put into it matters. So, friends, make it so. Thanks so much for joining me on this little chat. Give some feedback, listen to the others. Massive thanks to those who have helped produce this podcast. Thanks to our wonderful team of Andy and of Steph as we go forward. Uh, we're going to be back with some more incredible interviews in a short while. But for now, This is Jules Hamilton from The Good Summit on the Keeping It Good podcast, inviting you to go into the world and keep it good. Go on, make it so.